I can't understand okay, it. I obviously was going to say Waitrose is definitely. I knew it. The best supermarket. You genuinely think Followed Waitrose is the best supermarket? Well, actually, maybe Marks and Spencer's is the best supermarket. Marks and Spencer's. But then, really, if you're looking Rainbow, for a supermarket, no, if you're no, but the thing is, Waitrose and Marks and Spencer's, you, you can't find everything. You can find more stuff in Waitrose. You can find a lot of stuff. Actually, no, what am I talking about? Waitrose is great. You can find so many things that you can't find in other supermarkets in Waitrose. Sainsbury's is also great because Sainsbury's has like a lot, like the variety, but it doesn't have the crazy prices of Waitrose. Oh, middle class, middle class. So basically, as we were saying, <clears throat> Asda is actually is the correct answer. That's the no. best supermarket. Asda then outside of London followed, is fine. It, then that's followed by, I would say, I'd say Tesco. Yeah, I'd go maybe Tesco's Tesco's fine. Tesco, then maybe I'd say maybe I'm struggling to say little. Sorry, where is Sainsbury's in this? Sainsbury's probably four. Sainsbury's near the bottom. Sainsbury's four. Because Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's is too overpriced for what it gives. No, Sainsbury's too overpriced no, no, for what it gives. Sainsbury's taste the difference tomatoes are so nice. Like they actually do really good fruit and veg. They taste the difference range. You know what do you know what is the bottom though for a fact? Audi. And I won't hear anything different. I'm Audi's, sorry, Audi, Audi, Audi is second. Audi is maybe Audi <laughs> think probably better than Audi's Morrison's. The only reason I say that is because Audi's fruit and veg is when I had it at uni, I don't know who it is now, it's trash before. It was terrible. Morrison's it's like eating dirt. Morrison's is fine. I used to shop at Morrison's in nah, Morrison's is, is too overpriced. Oh no, actually, no, no. Co-op no, is bottom. No. Co-op is bottom. Co-op it's the is, worst yeah. supermarket. Do you know what? Co-op, co-op is, is terrible. Is, is, Do you know what? Co-op, is is the worst supermarket. co-op has mad prices. And for what for it delivers, I don't understand why co-op is so expensive. How on earth and also they put it in the strangest places. Like there's a co-op, like right where I, I was working last year, there's a co-op and it's like in a super deprived area. And I'm like, why is there a co-op here? Like uh, this is expensive for me. So I don't understand how the people, people in this area are, are like regularly shopping at co-op. Like it makes no sense. So hold on. I'm being told that budget, do you know, do you guys know what budgeons is? What's budget? Yeah, I've heard of budgeons. It's, it's like, it's like cost cutter, but. Cost car, even though like no, I mean the budgets we had at Warwick was. I see budgets is outside of London, isn't it? I don't it? think I've ever done a food shop at a cost. Budgets is outside of London because yeah, I don't know what budgets is. No, you, no, 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 one, no one goes to a Costco by that choice. Like a, isn't that like a um, shop? You go like there, a, run out. Yeah, it's like a um, it makes a petrol station type shop. Like when I think of Costco, I think of like a oh, petrol yeah, station. Like it's not somewhere you go to do a food shop. I guess people do, but it's the same with Marks and Spencer's. Though. I don't see Marks and Spencer's as a place where you go for a food shop. Like you're not going to go to. Uh, I know there's some people who do their good. weekly shopping at Marks and Spencer's, but like I yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't do my weekly I shopping. Do, so at Marks wait, and Spencers. So, okay, so I wait, think, trades, I you could do your weekly shop. No, no, no. Shall I tell you what? You have to distinguish between where you would do a weekly shop or where you shop on, say, your lunch break. So, like supermarkets for your lunch break, as it obviously doesn't come into it when I'm talking about. Food, when I'm talking about supermarkets for my lunch break, then That's I'm talking Waitrose and Marks Marks and Spencer. No, 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 no. That's where Tesco comes in. Because that Tesco oh, meal deal, man. Oh, okay. The meal deal. The meal deal. But you can back. You can. That is the closest to Brangin fraud I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. You say it's the closest thing to a meal deal. I mean, it's the closest thing to Brangin fraud. But my thing is, when it comes to when it comes to Tesco, my issue is that the the actual sandwiches themselves are not good. No, but that's, see, not- that's where you're going wrong. See, huh? when you want to finesse it, you want to finesse it. You get their hot. Uh, their hot foods, whatever it is, I think back when I was doing my vegan thing, it was a, no, not vegan, a vegetarian thing. It was like the cheese and onion pasty. They've also got like mm-hmm. a, 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 I think there's a meat variety pasty. I can't remember what it was. Uh, that in itself costs like £2.50. 
Oh yeah, see that yeah, they do they do silly things like that in it. Like they put the it's like two pounds fifty, but then you still get the meal deal for three pounds. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's that daylight robbery. But I, I just I just prefer I prefer about to gone. Innocent smoothie on top of that, two pounds as well. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty okay, good. Yeah, no, and then, okay. then you that's get true. whatever the most expensive snack is as well. I was getting a three pound meal deal that costs six pounds individually. No, that's a good point. That's, that's a good true. Point. That's a good point. But I just, I just think the quality of actual Waitrose and Marks Spencer, like Marks Spencer Mark sandwiches. Spencer's sandwiches. What do you mean, Wednesday though? I don't know who Wednesday is, <laughs> but I like him. I like his sandwiches, bro. Like Marks Spencer's is, and Waitrose are fantastic. Around Christmas, for that. they do a really nice um, vegan like turkey cranberry sauce. No, nah, no, yeah, sorry, no, no. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just decided no, sorry. It's Marks Spencer. Their vegan range is. Yeah, it's actually really it's good. Actually sick. Like Tesco haven't got to those levels yet. Yeah, no, the vegan range no. is good at Marks and Spencer. Yeah, Tesco actually does have one slightly. Holland and Barrett they have a really good like meal deal. It's actually a pretty good meal deal, and the actual sandwiches and stuff and the wraps are really good. Man's going to a pharmacy yeah. for a meal, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, I maintain the best the best supermarket. I actually think I'm going to go with Sainsbury's. because I think you're getting variety. But then also, if you if you want to shop cheap, you can get their basics range like you can get cheap you, you don't have to buy expensive food in Sainsbury's you can get uh, their like no quality in their basics range hmm? like their basics range is literally this yeah is, it's terrible this yeah is, their this basics you, range is terrible. you're eating this because you don't want to die you're not eating this because you're no I don't think Sainsbury's basics sure. is that bad I don't think no, it's that bad basics is, is nah some of it is bad is that I, big? no should I tell you what I just don't think you've been you just never had you just never done it I've yeah, had, yeah. I've had um, I had some basic carrots last week Nezzy, you are 100%. Of all of us here, right, you are the least likely to buy choice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> that's let's be honest, true. Let's just be honest. Like, I've been to uni like everybody I'm else. Very I'm very <laughs> So I, I will... I used to... Remember, I used to drink concentrated juice. <laughs> Can so, I just say, this is not going to land like things. It's going to land with the listeners. Sorry, like Harry thinks it's going to land with the listeners. What do you mean? I used to drink. <laughs> he says, I used to drink concentrated juice as if, Wait, I do you don't mean, know. <laughs> do from concentrate? From concentrate. Yeah, from concentrate. That's what I used to drink. So I think there's loads of people in the world who still drink juice. Definitely you still have time. You still have Listen, time I that, I'm not saying there isn't. You have time for juice? No, I'm, say, I'm not saying there isn't people that do, but I'm saying most people now, I would wager that most people in my age group now are not drinking concentrated juice. I would wager that they are. I would wager that maybe in your particular nah, friendship circle, nah. they're not. It's, it's, I've realised that concentrated juice is, is actually terrible. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe. I, like I can't believe I drank it. It's unbelievable. Wow. It's like, I was actually better off drinking water. Every, I, I think mean, you're better off drinking drink water, water than, than anyway, anything. <laughs> still, it's terrible. Um, what's What's that one? Sun Pride. Sun Pride. Sun Pride. No, see, Sun Pride. Now that's actually the worst. Sun Pride Tropical Juice is the worst. It is the worst drink on the planet. Easily. It's the worst drink on the planet. It's, it's, like, I can't believe how bad it is. It's a wickedness. That, that is that for them to continue to sell it, and even through <laughs> all their rebrands, even through all their change of designs, they never thought, you know what, we should stop the wickedness. Is J2O also? I think J2O, J2O for J2O me is, is an absolute evil. I didn't like, think that's how bad it was. How could you put that juice in a bottle and try and market it to me? But like, how much is it? It is ridiculous. Probably, like, you probably get like a, a six pack for five pounds. It's um, it's no, it's, really exactly. it's just. I, I realize I've been sold a dream. Like every time you know, you start to go out, you'd be like, oh yeah, can I get J two O? Blah blah. 
I thought it was decent. I realized it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, their the marketing was on point. It's terrible. You you would best you're better off going to like Tesco and just buying a a carton of, of regular juice. But you know what? I realized still bangs. No squash, like a decent squash. Oh, I love squash. A decent squash. Oh, it's just great. I love hot squash. I have that on my lunch break. On my um, on my night. If I have a night shift at work, five. I don't care. From five, <laughs> when I'm on a night shift and I'm feeling a bit low, I go and you know, get, squash get a is hot a very squash. Childish drink. It's very, it's very That's comforting. A warm ribena. Warm ribena. Yeah. Oh, Do you remember in school they used, or they always used to give you like, and they used to water it down. Oh, that was the worst. You know, like they used to give you that like Robinson's, like the orange squash. But they used to water it down because they get more use out. They get more out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. But. But actually, but but nice squash, like a nice um, like what what's that brand they sell at Sainsbury's? Sainsbury's, see that like the Bell the Bell something Belvoir. Oh no, Belvic or something. But yeah, oh, it's not it's not the it's like squash, but it's basically they do like raspberry and lemon like concentrate. You know, what is a great drink. Nice. Appetizer. Appetizer is fantastic. Is it? It's just apple juice that's fizzy. Yeah, pretty much. But I love it. <laughs> It packages it, it packages it well. That's what that's why that's what I've realized. A lot of those juices that when I was younger that I thought were they were just in glass bottles. Aesthetics will really make you spend everything. money on like it was just it Orangina, was just juice in glass Fanta, bottles. Fanta. Like it was nothing special about it. It was just the bottle. Oh, but here's one thing though: the Fanta that you get in foreign countries is better than the Fanta you get here. That's yeah, for truth. sure. The ones in the bottles. Oh, yeah, for fantastic. Sure. Anyway, I realized we didn't even talk about what. Um, we're supposed to be speaking about today. We didn't introduce the podcast either. No, I know. Uh, okay. I need to even remember what number it is because I've actually forgotten where we're at. No, that's what happened. So last episode, I actually got it wrong. I think last episode, I kept saying, oh, episode 39. It's actually episode 38. So this is episode 39. Welcome to Tales from the Plantation. I'm your host, Harry Tubman, leading all to freedom. We also have with us... Nezzy and the E to the ZZY. And? Sitting here looking fly. Okay, stop. And? Man's feet never dry. And? Try come for me and make you cry. <laughs> day, please take over. <laughs> oh, I was enjoying it, personally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's your boy Tunde. I wash you my eyes and never get a sty. shut up. Okay. Oh, supporting Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> Just be N Z or something. What's going on? <laughs> it's N-double-Z. Uh yeah, back on social media now. So you can find me once again at TFTP underscore Tunde, T-U-N-D-E, on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, in fact, so, oh, before we do that, I'm gonna say obviously you can find Tales on the Plantation on Instagram at Tales on the Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales, Facebook Tales on the Plantation. Obviously, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, anywhere else you can get good podcasts, Google, wherever the other ones are. Um, and also you can email us at Tales from the Plantation at gmail.com and to continue the conversation, hashtag Tales from the Plantation. Um, Tunde, about your social media. Never smoke weed, but I still feel high. Why are you still <laughs> rhyming with the same scheme? Let it go. It's done. It's over. It'll be the worst clash in the world. Honestly, <laughs> like, taking ages. Do you know what, do you know what I realised actually what isn't, and I was saying this, I was saying this to um, my partner the other day, what's actually easy, well, not easy, but it's easier, like freestyling about objects that are in a room 
Mm. Like if you just point to an object and try and do freestyle about it. But like I'll, I'll let's do it right now. Like in your background. Yeah. You've got door. Freestyle about it. Just right now, like just right, right now. Like, okay, so it'd so be like, <laughs> no, so, no, no. So, so like for me, I'd be like, oh, okay, tales from the plantation. We give you more, get you wide open, like a door. I even realized it was that kind of podcast. Still, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So hey, look, we've got a keyboard in the background right now. I'm looking at keyboards. So I'd be like, see me driving a blue Ford. I actually do. Playing all your other rappers like a keyboard. Hey. It's actually, it's all, it's all saying. It's actually okay. <laughs> no, I, I raise it. I raise it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, here's another one. There's an interface right here. Uh, Listen, Gyaldem can't ever leave me in the sunken place. Connecting people via thoughts like an interface. No, I'm laughing, but it's actually not that bad. That's what I'm saying. Speaking of bad rappers, how <laughs> I watched um Rob, wait, 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 no, 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 no. How's that your segue, you know? It's that subtle insult just in there. And you just gonna let it play. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't realize. <laughs> wow. What? Yeah, that was deep. Uh, thank you for catching that because I didn't actually <laughs> what catch did what I say? That's that's actually rude. Big disrespect. Speaking of bad rappers, you know. Anyway, go on. I was watching Teens first um first dates, but the Teens edition yesterday. Okay. Oh, they have they have a Teens edition. It's so much funnier than the adults edition. Teens, the Channel Four show. Yeah, Channel Four show. And there was a guy called um Freddie from Bristol, and he was like, "I'm." What did he say? What was he doing? He was like, "I can't remember what his job was," but he's like, "I'm this, and I'm also I'm a rapper." Um. And then the, the girl was like, what's your rap name? And he said, MC Fredstar. Fred and I was just like... "That's what, He's white, right? Yeah. And then his rap was like, gal to the right, gal to the left. Gal <laughs> <laughs> saying, no, I'm the best. I was just like, I'm so That old school garage. That, that's and then she asked him, film. then she asked him, what does MC stand for? He's like, I don't really know. Like, I just rap in it. <laughs> I was just like, this is why cultural appropriation is a problem. Because you don't even know what MC means. <laughs> and she's like, let's Google it. She's like, I think it sounds for Master of Ceremonies. Ceremonies. And he's like, oh, learn something new every day. <laughs> so like, actually, no, you so should know this. So here's the question, actually. Is it, is it that or is it mic? I always thought it was either Master of Ceremonies or Microphone Controller. I'm pretty sure it's Master of Ceremonies. You sure it's not Microphone Controller? You don't think yeah. anyone ever uses it in that context? Controller. The, the original was Master of Ceremony. Yeah, original was Master of Ceremony. You always, you always had the, the MC and their DJ, right? And DJ. Hey, Mr. DJ. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry, guys. This is kind of breaking news, but... Uh, I don't even want to say it. Oh, no. Oh, don't. I don't really want to know. But I've seen the headline already. Yeah. So, um, the... Kid that rich, that richer kid may have been found in Epping Forest. Uh, they found the body, so we don't know if it's him, but it's just breaking news. So they found the remains of somebody. Um, they found the remains of somebody that they think might be um, Richard Okorogay. Yeah, in a pond in Epping Forest. So that was going to be one of our topics, but yeah. Um, 
just a very sad story really um so if if you if if you didn't know about this story um so there was this the, this this young boy i think he's he was 19 i think he's 19 um he's a student um and he left home on 22nd of march they hadn't seen him since then so he left the ladbrook grove area of west london um and so he got seen on cctv footage like the other day in epping forest um and so this police have been searching for him for a number of days and obviously his mom is like you know i haven't seen him just want to get him back there's been lots of social media postings about him and all that kind of stuff um but yeah so I, you know this is just at the time of recording so you know maybe transpire after this that it's a different body we don't know who it is but you know we hope that it's not him but it could be um but yeah i think i don't know it just seems like a I guess when when I first heard about the story, I kind of just thought, you know, there was I think there's there's almost an epidemic of young black people going missing, and obviously this was a bit different because it seemed like he didn't go missing through like I don't know gang violence or something like that. But there seems to be in quite a few kids who have gone missing through sort of like county lines. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but there's like been a lot of kids that have kind of gone missing. Um, through county lines so I keep seeing these posts on like social media and it's never really through the news it's normally just like on social media like oh um this kid is missing um his mum last saw him like three days ago that kind of thing um but it seems like there's like a I don't know an epidemic of like missing young people and it just seems weird that in a society where there's so much CCTV I think I remember I think it's something like we're the most um I was gonna say televised televised not the right Surveyed. under surveillance nation in Europe I want to say um, but it's it's just really sad that this keeps happening and young black people sort of keep going missing through in the UK um, and this poor boy um, yeah it kind of sounds like because he was studying wasn't he? Um, yeah, he and I feel like maybe uni kind of got to him or something like that um, but yeah man I think this pandemic has been hard on a lot of us and who knows it might have got to him um, and studying as well, all in the same, all in the same boat. Uh, the only thing I do think was good is that this actually made the headlines because a lot of the times people like this do go missing and nothing really gets done. What I did think was terrible, I don't know if you guys saw, but I think they said the, the, the mum said that the police said to them, to said to her, like, if you don't, say that again? If you can't find your son, how are we supposed to find him? I was like, I was like, I mean, you know, I just think that's so egregious because they'd never do it to, they just wouldn't do it to a white kid. People are still searching for Madeline McCann even now. But, <sighs> yeah. I just, I can't even talk about it. I just, to be honest, feel quite, yeah. I you know what, I think this is probably one of the benefits of not having had the the social media swell um, or all of it just overrunning me. Like, I genuinely feel refreshed having not seen all of that, um, or, or having not seen the dialogue evolving in real time. Like, being able to keep it to just reading the news by choice when I was in a space to see it and not being surprised by it actually I think has made it a lot easier to 
stuff. Yeah. I've actually been like not really been on Twitter the past like couple of weeks that much. And actually I realized that my mental health is like so much better. Like I just feel I don't know, happier. Like every time you go on Twitter, there's something to make you annoyed, essentially. And like I don't want to get to the point where I'm completely not ignoring stuff, but yeah, something to make you annoyed or upset. But yeah, I just I really, really, really hope that body is not Richard's. I'm just really hoping. Yeah. So now how do you feel like your social media fast affected you? Um so actually I feel like the not having not having been on it just was good. Like I uh, there wasn't a point where I was like, I really miss it. Um my phone tried to be an op. And uh, it would recommend, you know, you know how you set up the widgets and it just gives you Siri recommended uh, apps. Yeah. So every now and again, Twitter would um, drop in and I'd click it, but I wasn't logged in. So it would just remind me like, do you want to log in? Like, no, I can't. Thanks for trying to trip me up. I was ready for you. Uh, Coming back to it has been interesting because I've still not got notifications on. I've still not got it uh, in the, what's it called? In the main section of, of my, I've still not got it in the main section of my home screen. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's just one of those ones where if it, if it pops up, yeah, maybe I'll remember it. But if not, I'm not I'm not doing the thing I used to do, which was just I'm bored, I've got nothing else to do. Let me let me hop on to, to Twitter or Instagram, whatever. And yeah. I think that's actually been really healthy for me. So yeah, what did you what did you do instead? Like say like normally you'd have kind of beat if you're bored, you hop onto Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What did you then decide to also what what else did you count? So you counted LinkedIn, didn't you? And you counted Clubhouse. Yeah. Did you count yeah. YouTube in that as well? No, so YouTube, YouTube is uh, educational. <laughs> <laughs> I count that as streaming. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. streaming services. So, uh, what did I do? It it, it feels weird because it felt like I just had more to do in the real world. Right. So I was talking to people more. So actually calling people speaking to people who I've not necessarily spoken to as often on WhatsApp and whatnot. WhatsApp and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's just been it's just been nice to have that that mix. Uh, it's been nice to have that reality um plugged in instead. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I hear that. Um, yeah. I'm, I was considering it. And I think I probably might do it after we try to do this. Isol- so for anybody who's listening, One Sound Music is doing an isolation festival at the end of um, this month, 21st to 25th of April. It's going to be great. Um, but after that, I feel like I might take a break from social media because I want it too much, man. I realize it's just, oh. It's, it's re- yeah. Honestly, like you just, coming coming back on it, I don't feel 
I, I'm not in a, oh, rah, I'm so glad. Let me, let me hop back on. Like, even now, when I did log back in on Friday, I just had to turn off some of the notifications because it suddenly felt a lot. Overwhelming, yeah. And I think when you're when you're in it, you don't necessarily notice just how overwhelming it is from mm. a mental perspective to constantly be bombarded with this person's tweeted this or um, it's like Twitter's notorious for it. It's like, look, here's a tweet that several people that you follow liked. Yeah, it's like, bruv, shut up. If I wanted that tweet, I would have <laughs> would have gone to find it. Stop yeah, lagging things to me. So so turning turning so many of those off has just been useful as well. Mm. And yeah, man, I think it's just nicer to reconnect, especially with the world opening back up again. Like Boris and his mandem haven't ruined it yet. Yet. And I, so here's the thing. This is the one thing I'll say, you know, I actually think now if things get ruined, it's actually not his fault. I think it's ours. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him for this one. Oh, yeah. no, no. I wouldn't be too hasty not to blame Boris. No, but I mean, he's he, already, he he's, holds part of he always no, holds part no, of the he holds he holds fault for like we've we've been on a losing battle since he didn't lock down properly and he didn't take it seriously at the beginning. We've now always played catch up and he yeah, he's made the wrong decision every single time. I would say apart from this this lockdown. But even still, like, still allowing mm. people from other countries was just... No, just, I feel like he's made wrong decisions pretty much every point. But has. I do but think... I'm this time, though, we know what this is now. We've been through this how many times? So, like, you saw what happened in Hyde Park in Leeds. Tinder, you'd have been off social, so I don't know if you'd seen it, but Hyde Park in Leeds, they'd literally gone out and just, like, everybody was in the park. It was like the whole of Leeds was in that park. I'm like, what? Yeah, but I think at every single point, it's been partially our fault and partially Boris's in the sense that at every single point obviously we every single person has to be accountable for their own behavior mm. and at every single point Boris could have probably done better so yeah, that's true. it's just it's just a it's just shared responsibility like in terms of but I think obviously as a leader you have to set the tone but yeah and I, I just I don't know I'm really hoping that we can hold out till the 12th of June but I'm not June sure. 21st. 21st of June. But I'm I don't sure. think the 21st of June is realistic. Really? Why? I just think when you, like, because next week, hairdressers and pubs and stuff opening again. I just, pubs, you know how just English people get when they're drunk? They won't think, they won't think sensibly or, or correctly. That's my the, thing. The I think that's the one place that I would again. have left a lot later. Not because... Um, pubs and bars because it's just like when people are under the influence of alcohol they're obviously not going to social distance they're obviously not going to wear their masks in places where they need to be wearing their masks like the whole nature of drinking just means that you're not you, your inhibitions are lowered so people don't even social distance correctly like now like in their when they're sober they're not going to socially distance when they've had like a few pints it's just impossible it's impossible it's just not happening so I just feel like you can write that that off like already like that's just going to be a breeding place for coronavirus but but the, the thing that I think is good, like as a positive sign, that the schools are back and it doesn't seem like pace, cases are spiked up again. Yeah, that's true. That can only yeah. be a positive thing. To be that's honest. a good thing. And I'm, I think that was, I mean, I was one of the people who probably said that I didn't think schools opening was a good thing, good idea. But some of the research suggests that 
the level, basically the level of coronavirus in schools is a pretty much the same as the community. So if schools have opened up and they we haven't had massive rises in cases, and hopefully it suggests that the level in the community like isn't actually that bad. So yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping June the 30, the twenty first will be fine. Yeah, I mean we're all like hoping upon hope. Like that's the thing, regardless of what goes on, right? Like we're not in the business of criticizing the government to criticize. If they did the right thing and if things go right, I'm not going to be here saying chatting. Well, that's not true. I'll still be here saying <laughs> Boris. Is a, that's screw a Boris screw is, Boris. is every day. Boris on this yeah, but if he done something right, right, I'll give him credit yeah. for it. Well, I won't even give him credit. I'll just say it's right. Yeah. But what do you guys think about the va- the whole vaccine passports stuff though? Okay, that that I'm a little bit more torn on because I was reading about it earlier today and I was like, I think again, and it's what we just said, right? I think again, he's caved to pressure from the pubs, uh the the pub owners and basically the Weatherspoons Brexit lot. Because such a plague of people. It makes no sense to me that you you have to have a well. You're they're proposing that you have to have a a passport for the theatre or the cinema, where your job is literally to sit down, not move, not talk. <laughs> but true. you can go to the pub or a restaurant where they're specifically social environments, lots of drinking, lots of eating. So when you're talking, it's not hot just... hot air over everybody. Yeah, like you're just, you're usually squashed in. You don't have a set seat. Yeah. So, you know, you're up there brushing up against each other at the bar. Feels a bit odd to me. I feel like, you know, we were just saying, give credit where it's due. I feel like it's another place where you flopped. Because yeah, but, but he he always flops when it comes to pops. like he doesn't have any moral compass, he doesn't have any integrity, and he doesn't have any um sense of principle or consistency. So it's literally whoever's the highest bidder. Like if there's a, a group that has more political power and economically has something to be like he has something to be worried about, he he will cave to them essentially. Like he always does that. So it's no surprise to me, like the pub the Brexit lot are essentially his core voting block like even in the north the, the voters that they managed to win over from labor um yeah i'm assuming this is maybe a big assumption i'm assuming other type of people who would be the ones to to patronize a, a pub so he's i mean i mean it's a lot not even though i'd say it's a lot of the country right a lot of the country enjoys going to the pub so essentially in order for him to he's already lost i, I can i've already seen multiple people say that the whole mask mandate, the whole lockdown thing has made them so furious with the Tory government already that I feel like if he made a COVID vaccine passport or whatever for pubs, it would be like the last straw for some people and they would just do a protest vote for like... Not Labour. Yeah, not for Labour. Something they do a protest vote for like the Brexit, not Brexit, what they call now, Reform Party, party, whatever they are. Yeah, so he needs to try and keep them on side. Yeah. (laughs) I think people are framing it as like a very civil liberties kind of... Which I, I just don't get. I don't. I, is, I don't like it. Like I, I would have understood if they banned sale of alcohol full stop. Right where you go, yeah, you're infringing. You're telling me what I can and can't buy. But a pub isn't necessary. It's just not. 
yeah, to us, but to us, we don't see it as yeah, necessary. But, but they're allowing it though. So even the people that are saying it's civil liberties, it's like, well, they're allowing you to go to the pub without a vaccine passport. What the theatre? You were gonna go? No, you weren't, mate. Job on. Yeah, it's true. Like these people acting like they were lining up to see Wicked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like look, look John, John's serious. from down my local. He bloody loves defying. This <laughs> <laughs> is just like. You don't tell him that Elphaba's big defining moment when she finally gets her voice and starts to fly away did not hit him differently. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I just think, like, you got what you wanted, which was the pub's open. And like, and also, I just find these people who are so, um, they have some massive moral thing when it comes to, like, their liberties, blah, blah. But you're the same people when it comes to Black Lives Matter and people talking about oh. their civil rights and liberties. you got nothing to say. So I don't really, I'm not trying to hear anything yeah. from well, you. It's like, true, but then there are, there's a crossover with some black people who say similar things about they i just think black people are just nervous in general about these kind of things yeah which like i the understand vac- like the vaccine passport and stuff and i'm like but when you go abroad you need you take vaccines anyway so what's the yeah, problem? yeah like you need your yellow fever vaccination yeah, to even like, enter certain countries like so what's the, it's just what's that some vaccine passports are acceptable and some vaccine and, and some vaccine passports have been around for ages so people are used to them like i don't i wouldn't try and go to certain african countries or certain South American countries that my yellow fever vaccination because it's just it's not even something that we talk about it's just on the list of vaccines that you have to have and everybody just gets it that's it and it's just that this is a new vaccine so people are worried about it and I understand why but but I I think there may also be undertones right because there's the there's the association between like uh southern Asian and southeast Asian countries African countries South American countries and seeing them as, you know, uh, because they're developing nations, they are these disease hotspots that have this automatic association with it. Yeah. They are, they are lesser countries, right? So their healthcare system isn't as good as ours, right? So we probably should protect ourselves from the environment and the culture over there. You know, I want to <laughs> travel, but, you know, they've not quite got doctors over there yet. I've seen Yeah, it's true. And then the idea of Britain then needing to be the type of place that you need to be vaccinated um, to, to, or Europe or the rest of this so-called developed world needing to be a place that you need to be vaccinated against. I feel like that just, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't link, right? But also everything's been politicised now. So vaccines, um, masks, like everything has been politicised so that like vaccination like being pro-vaccination being pro-mask wearing being pro-social distancing it's all it's it's become like associated with the left the liberals the wokies the blah 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 blah. so now the whole thing becomes part of a cultural which is ridiculous which is ridiculous yeah but it is it's literally what it is it's a cultural so the people who are you're just fine the people who are anti-covid vaccine passport tend to be more there's a section on the on the left who worry about civil liberties that's true but then also it just tends to be more on the right who are worried about um so it's become like a marker just like wearing a mask and being like people like Lawrence Watts been like I'm exempt from mask wearing has become like a political marker like you know even in America like Democrats wear masks and the Republicans and the Trumpers and the MAGA people don't which is it's just ridiculous it shouldn't be a political thing but it's become that so I don't know I I don't I I um I think it's inevitable that the government will try and take take more civil take liberties away from its population yeah, yeah and so i just don't not that i don't bother fighting against it but like certain things like the police bill 
I think that's worth the energy. This, this, I just feel like, um, yeah, they, they probably will use these powers in some kind of nefarious way at some point. Um, but I think it's probably necessary to have some kind of vaccine passport. I don't know if, if I agree for pubs and cinemas, but I think definitely for international travel, I think it definitely makes sense to, to, I mean, to in order to protect certain countries, especially more developing countries, to protect them that they have a mandate that you need to have a vaccination before you enter the country. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think the vaccine passport thing is a local thing. So that's for the UK. Mm-hmm. The, the, the system for international travel is going to be the traffic light system, which is uh, red, amber and green countries, whereby if it's a green one, you don't have to do nothing. You can just fly there and back. And it's going to be... Initial proposals are linked to uh, vaccination rates in those countries. So right now, the countries that are suggested as likely to be on the green list are countries like the USA and Israel. Which is ridiculous because their rates of coronavirus are like countries like Jamaica and Barbados. No, but but US has has ridiculous rates of coronavirus, even though they're vaccinating well. Countries, and unfortunately, poor countries, like countries in the Caribbean, who cannot afford the vaccines, like at at the moment, their rates are are super low. And if anything, they should be protecting themselves from us. Like, they should definitely be requiring us to be vaccinated before we enter their country. Like, if I was, 100% they should. But the unfortunate thing is they rely on us for tourism. Mm. And they sometimes, and unfortunately, they rely on the type of idiots um, who the idiots who don't like don't like masks don't want to do this don't want to do this the same the same ones who go on the package holidays to Jamaica and sit in the pool all day drinking beer and, and weeing in the pool are the same ones who unfortunately fund tourism in those countries and so if you have a vaccine mandate you might turn off turn away some of those people I'll have you know that my mate John from the local, who also adored Wicked, actually is a big fan of the cultural heritage of the Caribbean islands and understanding the impact of the transatlantic slave trade in that region. <laughs> to learn more about the, the different industries, including things like the uh, sugar industry and the rum, right? He's not there just to go and pee in, in pools. <laughs> I personally am offended by the very suggestion of it. Well, I'm sorry. That's what I saw when I was on my Thomas Cook package on a day to Jamaica. So on this, on this red list travel, just really, has any of you guys heard of a country called Eswatini? Do you know that country exists? Yeah, yeah. So that used to be Swaziland. Oh, I was like, where is that, bro? They changed their name. Yeah. Change Why did they go and do that? Just confusing um, for everybody because Swaziland was given to them by their colonizers. Okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Brazil's on that list. Eswatini, but Eswatini is quite a nice name, though. Moment. I feel like that's you could name your child that. It's like a girl's name, Eswatini. But see, like if I was to check, um, if I was to check Barbados COVID rates, I bet they're mad low. I bet it's ridiculously low. I think Barbados is oh actually not that. Do you, can you see? Do you see what kind of rubbish we're dealing with here? Do you know how many cases that Barbados had? Their seven day average of COVID cases, it's six. <laughs> six. Oh, and they're on the red list. No, no, they're not on the red they're list. Not on the they're, red not on the red list. they're not on the red list. No, there's too many, there's too many um, white Brits who love Barbados. They're not going, I don't think they're going on the red list anytime soon. Yeah. Whereas if I was to go to somewhere like, I don't know, the US, who are, who are not on the red list, oh my God. That's, that's Boris's country of birth. 
seven day average of 64,000. But I mean, it's a, bit, it's a much bigger country, to be fair. You, you, you probably have to do it by, by proportion. You can do no, it by... But even, no, but even proportionally, they're doing really badly. Although, mm, they've actually... They are bringing cases... They're bringing numbers down, though. They've yeah. had 277 deaths yesterday, which is seven-day average of 816. So they're not, they're not doing as badly as they were, but still, it's been... It's almost like having a leader of that country who... Oh, wait, no, sorry. I, yeah, go on. No, I was like, it's almost like having a leader who believes in the science and is actively working with, as opposed to undermining his uh, scientific advisors. Actually works. It's I mad though, because you literally, no, because like literally, if you look at the, how the cases went, like it spiked up and then when Biden got into office, it went back down. <laughs> like literally, like I, I think it's genuinely like the day after the inaugurate, like the day, well, not the day after the inauguration actually, but like it, as he started getting into office, cases just started going down. I got, do you know, I, I actually sat there the other day and I thought, I can't believe that Donald Trump was actually the president. Yeah. Did you see, it oh feels- my gosh, I will vote. <laughs> I will vote. I actually can't believe it. Yeah, it was a, it's been a while. 2020 has been a, was a wild year. It's actually a, a wild ride. Completely wild year. What else is what else is happening? Do you not see the Derek Jackson stuff that was that happened? <laughs> Today, I know you are off social. You so may see a bonnet, but I see the the helmet of salvation. You see an armor T-shirt, but I see the breastplate of righteousness. Why? Do you know? Do you know, I did feel I felt bad for the woman. To be honest, I think everyone got onto her. I don't know why. So it's, it's, she's an abuse victim. Doesn't. The end. Like he's an he's an abusive. He even went to even got to the metro. You know the UK the whole UK metro. What did they know about Derek Jackson? Metro and Daily Mail will be regularly picking up on black stories to <laughs> to fill in. I don't know. Daily Mail will randomly be like Porsche from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Do you know what I thought, you know what I thought was? What do, you, do you think what was wild is like he said you know Derek Jack. He kept talking about himself in the first place. Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage. Yeah, and by involved, I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not talking about just casually kicking it, maybe having lunch or something like like that. I'm talking about a series of sex, to sexual flirtation, meeting up, and that kind of thing. And some things that otherwise may be considered by some in terms of just chatting or checking on people or being checked on by people that I've had a previous encounter with, but without my wife's knowledge of it and with us having a sexual umbrella history, all of it falls under the umbrella of inappropriate cheating affair, stepping out. Which I, think, I don't you think it's a bit, little bit weird. No, I, I he said it like. Don't you feel like it's a bit weird he said it like that? He's a little bit weird. Why wouldn't you just say, yeah, I, I yeah. slept with bare women? And no, no, he said, he said at the start of the video he was going to respond to the video of his confession Wow. in third person. He said he was going to do it. And he did it. The, the, um, you know, it's the, oh, it's the confidence. This is why I said it. All relationship experts are scammers. Because essentially, what makes somebody a relationship expert? The only people who really should be relationship experts are people who like have like some kind of psychology degree or they're experienced counselors and have done loads of marriage marriage counseling, and you know, or research into relationships. They're relationship okay. experts. You just being a guy who starts making Instagram and YouTube videos from your car, you're not a relationship expert. And also, can I just say, no, sorry, I'm not finished. Why is it that black men? are always relationship experts when they have multiple failed relationships. So Steve Harvey is a relationship expert because he's been married three times. 
Well, yeah. Derek Jackson is a relationship expert because he's been married and divorced and then got married and again and then cheated. He's a relationship expert. Yeah, because it's failure. Obviously, the more you fail, the more you learn about. What, so if what I if I kill work. someone in three operations, am I now a surgery expert? Well, probably because you kind of know how not to. You know, okay, this if I do this, I'll kill someone. If I do this, I'll kill someone. If I do this, I'll kill someone. So if I stop doing these things, uh-huh. I won't kill anyone anymore, isn't it? So if I'm a, if I'm if I'm Usain Bolt and I lose all my races, am I now a running expert? Well, you've never won though. Like, say if you were surgery and you never you never like to have a relationship, you've had multiple relationships, but in those relationships, it's gone on for a certain period of time, isn't it? <laughs> but they've all failed. Yeah, but they've gone on for a certain period of time, so you knew how and to maintain it for a certain period of time. Like if you were a surgeon and you were killing like so, I kept person, someone alive like surgeon, for like ten days, but oh, they ultimately died. So, so, yeah, so I, I'm now surgeon, a life expert, like, say you're a, surgeon, a life-giving you, expert. You, you do like let's say ten people a week. Three of those people die per week. <laughs> but no, 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 no. But you've been married three <laughs> times and they've all failed. <laughs> you've not had ten marriages, three failed and seven succeeded. But you can't have. You can't have. Yeah, but that's the problem with, with marriage is it's difficult because you can't have more than one success. You don't have one success. You can't have. I'm fact, I'd rather go and talk to that guy somewhere in some somewhere in West Africa who's had ten wives and managed to successfully maintain all of those wives at the same time. Then I would take relationship advice from Steve Harvey now. because <laughs> at least he has ten successful marriages on the go. No, that's fair. He no, he wins. Yeah, if he, he had to, if he had, Yeah, exactly. No, but he, he doesn't write so, books. He just no, sure. minds his own business. Okay, to, to not be facetious though, I don't think that you need to have a degree to be relationship to be. I guess to brand yourself a relationship ex. I don't know though. It's like okay, it's like this. Yeah, say for instance, mm, it's tricky. I was going to try and relate it to music, but it's probably not the same. Like as a musician, I, I don't I, have to. I don't have to be able to read music or have gone to music school to be great in music and to give classes. On no, because the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Okay, so, and that's what I'm saying. So if you've had failed three failed marriages, the proof is not in the pudding. Yeah, but the pudding is burnt. Like the pudding's <laughs> not there. <laughs> I think for expertise, you need the combination of learning and experience. Right? Okay, but, and okay, but how, long, how long would you say is long enough for you to be considered, for you to be expert? So, how long would you have to be maintaining so relationship? I don't, I don't think, I, don't, I actually do agree with Nezi, and I don't think it's about length of time. I think it's about that experience and what the experience shows, right? You can go and do your learning, Right. So, for example, if you did your if you did your psychology degree, and you've you majored in you know human relationships, it's all anthropology and all of that. However, you continually are unable to display any ability to keep friends, maintain relationships of any sort. Um, your personal life is just a litany of of failed relationships, human word, relationships. Yeah, I'm not going to you for advice. Same thing with the doctor or the surgeon example. Same thing with the runner. Same thing with the musician. Yeah, even if you've not necessarily gone and studied to this specific level, you need to understand the music, right? You need to understand what you're doing. So if your if your level of understanding goes as far as you're a you're a pianist, right? You you play the keys, and you know how to hit chords. Can't. However. If you only know a specific set of chords and you try to play the same chords for both um, Joy to the World and Oh Happy Day, I'm not coming to you for lessons. You see? And not even that, but imagine like, okay, I could do a psychology degree and I could write a book based on my research for my dissertation, right? 
that's fine I could be very specific like this book I'm not saying I'm a, an expert in all relationships but I've done a, a research on this thing and I can write about it you don't have to necessarily be living up to that to write the book on the research that you've done right like I could be um I could be a doctor and I could do research into obesity and be obese right but I can't be a weight loss expert or a weight loss coach and be obese nobody is going to an obese weight loss coach like it doesn't make sense. Like it, it, no one's going to do that. I'm not saying that in an offensive way, but I'm just saying people gen- generally in this world, you're going to go to somebody who looks like their own stuff is working for them. Like that's well, just yeah. But this Derek guy did look like his relationship was working. Yeah, for but it clearly wasn't. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but even, well, in fact, okay, even but, before okay, it you, wasn't. When you, say, when you say it doesn't didn't work, technically they're still together, aren't they? Yeah, but technically so, she's also wearing a bonnet and saying it's a spiritual helmet. So technically, it's not all working out for everybody, is it? Technically, this is a whole the whole thing no, is dysfunctional. No, no, to be honest, my my main point is I just it what I just guess whatever I don't know calling someone a relationship expert. It's just it's just tricky because it's just like what does that mean? Relationships are so one they're so tricky, but two they're so personal. And it's like, you can't necessarily apply one thing to... Which is why I say, everything. I think expert means something. Expert, the word expert means something. Probably, I feel like it shouldn't even be used in... I don't know if it should I be I feel like if in, you want to call yourself, for example, you can call yourself a makeup YouTuber or you can call yourself a makeup artist, right? A makeup artist is somebody who's like, you assume has training and blah, blah. They're people who are, who are natural hair YouTubers, right? Who have natural hair it's grown very long they're great but they wouldn't call themselves like natural hair professionals they're not natural hair stylists no, they might not call themselves natural hair professionals professionals different from expert though expert just means i know a lot about the subject so you they might call themselves natural hair, but what hair makes expert. someone so, so what makes someone yeah what makes someone expert is having a lot of knowledge on this exactly instance, but okay, does Derek jackson have a lot of knowledge on okay, that subject here's, here's my thing does a relationship expert have to be you do they have to know how to keep a great relationship to be able to because you like you said the, the person that who has studied something for ages but they don't necessarily have the practical examples of being in a relationship it doesn't mean they're not a relationship expert like i would say that my therapist now is kind of an expert in relationships but she's not in, i don't know if she's in one but i don't care but that's what i'm saying there's there's different criteria for what makes someone an expert i'm saying how do any of these big kind of um celebrity relationship experts who are black men what makes them experts in relationships you mean like a kevin samuels or something? like kevin samuels steve harvey Derek jackson like these are our big names in in the in black in the black community who are relationship experts what make every single one of them has had been married and divorced two but of them more than once kevin samuels been married three times divorced three times but what makes that person a relationship expert i guess it's the trial and failure but anyway I guess that's what they'd say in it, wouldn't they? They just say, I've tried and failed, so I know it works and what doesn't work. Sounds terrible to say, but I'm not letting somebody build my house who's had built three houses and every single one of them has dropped collapsed. I'm just not. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. Well, they, at least they can always tell you what doesn't work to build a house. They may not be able to tell you what works. To no, build, maybe there's just a fourth one. way that doesn't work that they haven't discovered yet. It's even true. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you know, I'd. I'd I think people should need to stop relying on these these gurus, these quote unquote gurus and experts. To be honest, I just think I don't know. Well, I guess it's not even that. These people can be useful. You just have to pick the right ones. I don't know if there were signs that this guy was tapped before because I don't know him at all. It's not that they can't say anything useful. I think they can be entertainment. I think Derek Jackson can be very entertaining, clearly. But I don't think. I just take it with a grain of. I just yeah. 
Me yeah, personally, I, I don't, it's not that I can't watch any of these relationship experts on YouTube and gain some wisdom. I prefer, for example, if anyone watches um, Kev on stage and Mrs. Kev on stage, they have their YouTube podcast yeah, thing the called The Love Hour. Oh, yeah. And she always says, I'm not a relationship expert. She says, I am. I have been married for this amount of time to this person. I have conversations about relationships, which I hope you can learn from. I bring in guests to my podcast to have relationship, to have to, to talk about their relationship. I hope you can learn from it. We bring in lots of different people, but I am not an expert. And you cannot take my word as like, and I appreciate that. And I love and I love her. And I actually do listen to her something and get stuff from it. But she doesn't position herself as an expert. She basically says, I've been in a long-term relationship. These are the lessons I learned. I hope you can learn from them too. Simples. It's the humility, isn't it? Yes. There are that's when we there like sitting in his car, like that these are the five signs that a man is going to cheat on you. Just having come yeah, back that, from his yeah, girlfriend's that, yeah. house. That thing is that that whole thing is it's just silly. Those kind of videos, I just think, come on, guys. Like it, it and it also doesn't help because normally the type of people who have come well, the type of people who are saying it, you kind of look at it and you go, nine times like out of ten, I feel like I can guarantee that something at least slightly misogynistic, if mm. not completely misogynistic, yep. you're going to come out your mouth. Mm. Um, they the, be like, yeah. men are visual creatures, so women should. Yeah. Then, you just, then you just know. It's yeah, like, like you got you to gotta understand, right? As, <laughs> as a man, historically, we have been programmed oh. to provide. Right, we came from the days. We came from the days of like in the, in the caveman, I in in the paleontolic ages. I we, we were there <laughs> gathering, hunter gatherer. That's what we were. That's how you get the word human. Like it's from the hunter, H U, and then man. It was the man. I've done a lot of research in this area, guys. Down. I've done a lot of research in this area. I, I look. I look. Look, you gotta look it up. Just just look it up. I I'll do another video on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but but women. I, they're there to they're there to provide, you know, womb man. That's that's what they are for. <laughs> that is the complete and uh, that is that is the entirety of their purpose. So that's how you know ten days YouTube channel right now. <laughs> that's how you know that when it comes to it, like women, this is how you know it's going to cheat. Because right, if she if she's already there looking for somebody else to really fulfill her destiny of being a womb man. And you ain't doing that, <laughs> brother. It's, I'm, I'm sorry, no. but that's exactly. But that's that's. This is a prime example of how easy it is to become a relationship easy. expert on it's YouTube or Instagram. I'm not it's gonna lie, that easy. I guarantee you. If you if you put that out there, you could hundred percent get views. You get views. I guarantee. You. <laughs> that's and a, you said like three signs of this or something. Honestly, it's a P forty five. And I don't want to go too long on this, but can I also say there's there's definitely a market for. Um, for targeting single black women because black women have are single for not that black women don't ever get married I don't know the stats in England but in America they tend to get married later than other groups of women and black men do but there's definitely um, a market to target single black women because there's this kind of idea that you know it's, it's difficult to find a black man it's difficult to keep a black man lots of black women are single so it's this kind of thing that it, it's, it's almost this um I don't know, like this, there's a scarcity of men. So everyone's trying to get all the information they can to get a man and keep a man. So it's just easy prey. It's also because of the weird narrative of keeping a man. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. yeah, big man taking 
Because where where are the relationship experts for men? And can you also this is what this is why men are so wild. Can you imagine if I had been divorced, married and divorced three times, and I tried to market myself as a relationship expert to men? To men men would absolutely not have it. They would <laughs> they would tell me to get lost. Black women would never ever listen to a black woman who'd been married more than two times to try and tell them that she was an expert on how to more find and keep once. a woman more, more than, than once. once. <laughs> Not, if, even if a black woman's had a baby outside of wedlock, automatically, like, black women are like, oh, she belongs to the streets. Like, it's... <laughs> Ma- ma'am, before you continue your seminar, I got one question. <laughs> Have you been with a man before? Nope, can't listen. Nope. You've had <laughs> how many boyfriends? Mm-mm. That's literally what Kevin Samuels does. So, I would, I would, so this is the last thing I'll say in this. I just think, if you're a black woman, if anyone does it... If, this relationship guru says reasons why you're single that is your cue to leave cue to leave cue to just Bye. delete the video because just anything crazy. that comes out next is just going to be rubbish if I any black man talk, tell, talks to you about reasons why you're single and doesn't include has no social economic analysis of in terms of black men and um in terms of employment in terms of the prison system in terms of colorism i don't ever hear these racial experts talk about colorism because they're usually perpetuating it. Because they're usually perpetuating it. There you go. So yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it, guys. Um speaking of therapists, right? So I keep saying I'm beginning to keep saying Tunday because you're off social. But I know you heard about Kurt Franklin though, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'll break your neck. His son recklessly. For those of you who think that my parenting has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got news for you. If you don't know, now you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kirk's been warning us. Oh, <laughs> so he can defend his daughter's honor. With he, he, he's been letting us know. He's, he he's, said sometimes my son, my son makes me want to stomp. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was good. That was very good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Nezi and I had a, 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 a heated debate about this. I, I want to know where you stand today. So basically what I said, so in fact, I want to see if I can try and I should have prepared this and found what I said. But basically all I was saying was, that's no way to talk to your child. No. no. That's be- in, a, in a nutshell, that's what I said. And then what I also said was that this kind of, this kind of chat is... Um, I think a lot of people are so comfortable with these kind of things being said that they don't realize that they may they may have been be people their parents may have been abusive to them by the things that they said, but because they thought this was light, I'm like it shouldn't be light for your parents to tell you to say they're going to break your neck. But Nezi's point now was saying that in American culture, telling someone you're going to break their neck is not really that deep. It's like it's just like it's something you say when you're angry. So I think I just think there's a culture. I think there's a cultural element to this. I'm not African American. So I can't speak to it fully, but this is just what as an an outsider looking in to refute my argument. No, because I I can understand as somebody who can be quite hyperbolic and and when I'm you know what I mean, say things that are exaggerations. Him saying, like if you okay, even if you watch certain TV shows and watch how people like speak to their kids, I feel like I don't I feel like there's a context, and also this is what this is the problem I have is calling is saying a child because he's a 33 year old man like he's not a kid so I don't think it's right to speak to your child like that but I think I think for me the thing is it's not right to speak to anybody like that 
and it's not right to speak to any of your family members like that but I feel like women people keep emphasizing the fact that he's a child and I'm like he's not a child he's an adult he's a grown man you have no idea what the what the conversation prior to that was like we have no idea what Kurt Franklin's son said to him prior to that so we're treating it like it's it's a conversation between like a parent and their child makes it but it is it yeah, no but, but it is but, but i'm saying but, that, yeah but it makes it seem like there there's um there's there a power that there's on the parent yeah no i don't feel like at the age of 33 that you speak to your parent that your parent has this um i don't feel like when i speak to my mom now that i it's the same as like if i was 15 or 16 there isn't that same dynamic anymore like she is still my she's still my mom but i'm a fully grown adult like she doesn't need to speak to me. Like I just, I don't, I just feel like the whole thing that the fact that he was his child was relevant, but a very small part of it. Like I feel like the the most relevant part is that you shouldn't speak to another person like that, and you shouldn't speak to your family members like that. I feel like the fact that it was his child is kind of like I feel I feel like people are making that more of a like it's an abusive relationship. I'm like you, we have no idea whether it's an abusive relationship from that from that conversation that we heard. Like we don't so know what his son said before. We don't know what his his son said after. Like. What we know from that relationship is that it's toxic, but abuse speaks of, of like a power differential, uh, power differential like Kurt Franklin has been abused towards his son. And we don't know that from that conversation. I don't think we can, any of us can deduce that from that conversation. So I don't know why people are speaking on that. Well, first thing first, there is a power thing, but I'll let Tunde, Tunde respond. So there's a, few, there's a few levels that I kind of wanted to come at it. So on the, oh, sorry, on the just quickly before you say something, I went, this is not to bash Kurt, by the way. This man apologized. That's whatever. We're just talking about the situation. Okay. Yeah. On the so on the culture piece, I understand there's definitely a difference in uh, interaction styles, right? So, for example, we've we've grown up on however many movies where they've been like. Boy, I don't care if you grown, I'll still break my foot up in your ass. That's what I'm saying. Like, boy, you you can talk to me like you're grown, but I'm still your daddy. I will I will, I will whoop you. I, I brought you in this earth. I can take you out this earth. All of that, right? That's the that's the kind of interaction language. So, I'm not surprised that that is just a style of arguing and interaction and communication. That I'm I'm not going to dispute because, like Nezzy said, we don't know if that's just how it is. And especially in the different regions, right? Black families, African-American families, they, from what we've seen in media anyway, they are portrayed as talking in that way anyway. Um, then coming at it from a uh, therapy and psychology perspective. Um, so, speaking to a psychologist and she she was actually talking to us about um like the different brains that we have in our lives so you have the child brain the adult brain the parent brain right and when you're in an argument you kind of you flip between those three states the child brain uh, when you're when you're growing up, you get to twos, threes. You've got like the rebellious rebellious state, um, and then after three, when you're starting to learn, uh, oh, okay, this is this is what's okay. This is how the mood is. There's something called the adaptive brain. The adaptive brain is the one that means if you walk into a house and you see that everyone's really upset, 
you're not going to then come in and be like, oh man, my day was great. You kind of, how's your day? Yeah, it was all right. And you just tone it down because the mood in the, in the space, you can feel it. It's off, right? Um, then you get the adult brain, which is kind of the more logical, the reasoning, the, the one that's able to be calm, break things down gently, right? That's normally healthy and effective communication, healthy and effective debate, discussion. Then you've got the parent brain. And in the parent brain, there's two forms, critical and nurturing. Critical isn't necessarily always going to be like you're doing things wrong, but it's that more harsh form that's going, no, stop doing that. That's not good. Don't do that. It's it's lot, it's a lot, it's it's actually probably our more typical approach to when we're arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. When you just go and you're you're telling someone off. You don't tell someone off who's your who you see as a as a peer, as an equal. Mm-hmm. You normally tell someone off coming from above looking down, right? The nurturing brain is the one that's like, okay, I understand you didn't do that right. You're hurt, you're upset. Let me help build you back up. But that doesn't tend to come out as much in an argument. So what that looks like is parent, Kirk's in parent, critical parent mode. He's just there like, look, I don't know how we've got to this point, but I'm now in a space where I'm trying to just bring you back to heel. You're not listening. You're not doing what I want. I I need this, I need to take control of the situation. And whether that is by threatening or whether that is by just appearing more dominant, using more dominant language. And the his son, by recording it, has gone down the rebellious child response. Right? Because that's the point you're like, oh, well, dad's going to talk to me like this. I'm going to record it and I'm going to put it on mm-hmm. social media. Right. And, and that, that space is where you end up with just ineffective communication, right? You're not going to get things resolved when you're there. And it's diff- it can be difficult in the moment, right, to step out from that and try to bring things down to um, the adult and get that peer-to-peer conversation where you go, okay, you're saying all of this, but why? What is it that isn't what is it that I'm doing that's making you feel this way right she was she was really cool in how she explained it right the idea of you can question actions you can challenge actions you can't challenge someone else's feeling when you do that you just seem stupid right if I say look the way you just spoke to me made me feel belittled it made me feel um, like you didn't respect me and I turned around and went yeah well you're being an idiot what do you mean of course I respect you. Of course you felt like I respect you. I, I can't challenge that. Mm. Right? Whoever does then turn around and challenge it comes across looking like a bit of a fool. And that I think is where they needed to get to in that conversation. And it's where a lot of us need to get to, right? In our conversations, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in person, and it's not an easy thing to do, but to get to that space where you're listening, you're respectful, you understand that actually the feelings aren't the issue it's the behavior that caused those feelings that is the issue and there's always going to be something you can do to adapt that behavior to make sure that if this is someone you care about you're not actually continuing to do something that's making them feel in a way that you don't want to make them feel yeah and i also think that this guy gave us a whole therapist talk and didn't answer my question No, but that was a good therapist. Or I actually, I didn't. The whole adult no, um, good, parent job. I, I only, still want to know the answer to my question, which is, is that like so? What I said in terms of you know this kind of language 
could be symptomatic of an abusive relationship and it definitely is not a way that a, ch- a parent should talk to their child. Am I wrong for saying that? I do disagree with you. Yeah. So there you go. As a, go as a, it's, it's going back to it, right? So as a parent, there are times where you need to be parent to the child because the child is not in a position to have that conversation. In this situation, with that language though, so I'm not saying you can't talk down to you. I'm not saying you can't say to your kid, listen, don't be disrespectful. You can say that. That's fine. Uh, you can't tell your yeah, kid, so I'm, I, I, just, I'm I definitely, neck, I definitely, right? I definitely personally disagree on using that language, right? Because what that, what that can do is it can have longer lasting impacts, right? You, we, we don't always take into, we're not always aware of the impact that the words we say have on people growing up. So myself personally, I know that I'm the type of person who takes words very literally. If you say something to me, I will treat it as, okay, cool. Update whatever understanding I previously had. If you say, for example, I now no longer like this, I prefer this instead. That's it, I update it and and it's this. If you say to me, actually, even if it's as a joke, right? They're just, they're bantering. And someone says to me, yo, to be honest, you look like you put on a little bit of weight. And that could be a joke, it's light work, right? But because I know how much of an impact people constantly talk about my weight had on me as a child, that has stuck with me. Mm. So there is a consideration that's always needed to be had about the words you use because you do not know the impact that has. However, I don't think it's necessarily directly indicative of an abusive relationship. I think in the moment, it's possible for any one of us, no matter how good or how strong our relationship is, to slip into those uh, different um, dynamics that mean you belittle someone or you just, as soon as you step away from that peer um, relationship, especially as adults, one of you is either going to be talking as a parent and a child or is it going to be two parents both trying to talk down to each other and you end up with the yeah but you didn't do this yeah but you and it's just critical and you don't reach resolutions and that was my main point my main point wasn't that that kind of that kind of talk is appropriate in any context because it's not but my point was on social media there are a lot of people making um deductions about what the, what about what the nature of Claire Frank's relationship with his son was and I'm I'm That's not saying not, not necessarily you but no, 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 I'm saying I'm saying the majority like 90% of the conversation was not going that way I don't know but there, the there were quite was, a few why is everyone why is everyone making me deal my pets talk to me like this it didn't do me any yeah, but, you, blah, but blah, blah. we know there's but the we know there's the also two there's also like I'm not being funny there's also kind of like two crowds on on social media when it comes to these kind of things there's the for, I don't like the word super woke but that that crowd who were like this is a beautiful blah, blah blah and then there's the church crowd who are a bit more like oh, no, you guys are always too weighted, it, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't like, equally it, was like 80, it wasn't maybe equally weighted but i'm saying what i what i saw the people that i tend to follow the people that i saw there was like a lot of conversation about, and i'm i was just saying that there was a therapist who commented who i read out what she said she said as a therapist there is nothing that I can, there's not really anything I can say about the nature of this relationship from this conversation, apart from that there probably needs to be conversations had. But it, this conversation isn't enough to tell me the nature of the relationship between Kurt Franken and his son. And that's my commentary on it. I just don't think we know enough. Kurt Franken apologized. We can see there's probably obviously something there. But then equally, I've had very heated conversations with people that I love. And if you took those conversations as 
Um, we we know obviously that Kurt Frank has already told us that that relationship is is in a bad place and that he's been they've been so, so we already know that because he's told us that. But I'm saying taking a snapshot, a conversation, and using that as a marker of the entire relationship, it's just not how relationships work. Like I've definitely I've even had heated arguments with with Harry, and if you looked at that conversation, you might say that's not a good relationship. But actually, I think me and Harry actually have a really good relationship. Like we get on really well generally. But if you take a snapshot of someone's conversation, that's not the full picture. That was my only point. I'm not disagreeing with you that that, oh, no, that, no, that, no, that conversation is that it was bad or that that, that the, the language that was used was terrible, especially as a Christian. We have standards of how we talk to people. That's not meeting the standard, but I think we all know that. I mean, we, we know that in this room. I mean, the people on Twitter maybe don't, who were saying it was fine, maybe didn't know that, but I think we all agree on that. Know, but that was the people on Twitter saying that were church people. Yeah, that's all what I'm saying. People, and they all said it was fine. And, so and that's, a, and that's so, a problem. So, but and that's what I'm saying. If you're agreeing with that point, then you're agreeing with me. Because that's my, my point is a lot of church people think that the way they speak to people is acceptable. You were talking specifically about the, the parent-child relationship, not. and that was my point of disagreement. Okay, but we could we could we could expand it. We could say that adults shouldn't speak to each other like that. Yeah, for that's sure. That's fine. But so but whether I'm saying adults should or parents or ch- parent children shouldn't, it's what's the relevance? We've already been back and forth for, for those of you who are listening to this. Me and Harry have already been back and forth in this. I'm not going to do it again, but I think it's different. But the point, I think the point we can all agree on is we shouldn't be speaking to people like that as adults. And as, as uh, Tunde was saying about being in our parent or being in our child or being in our adult brain, we all need to try and be more in our adult brain. And what I'm trying to say to you lot out there is if you if the relationship between you and parents is one where they regularly speak to you like this is incorrect. I don't care. It's incorrect. Yeah. I'm just telling you that. It's, I, I'm not saying everything about your relationship is bad. I'm saying that way of speaking to each other, that is incorrect. Yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah. You, you lot can debate with me, but no one debated that with you. Ah, there's, a whole, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people on, on Twitter that would debate with me and say that that's actually a perfectly acceptable way to be resort to people. I'm just saying it's not. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. Um, what else do we have on this list? Am I missing anything? Uh, oh gosh, <sighs> the um, report. <laughs> oh gosh, do we even have to? I don't about even know. There's, there's not really much to say about it. Tony Seal is just ah, oh, it's just the bottom of the barrel. That guy, he's just just absolutely the worst. We should burn his book. We actually have his book here. No, but to be honest, that's actually quite a good book. It's a good book. That's a sad thing. He's written a book called, um, what's it called? The Windrush Legacy. Yeah. How did mm. a man that, because I remember seeing him and his name around. I just never really knew what he believes. Okay. I actually donate to his charity, Generating Genius. Donate or Yeah, donated? I know. Well, I, I need to stop that donation, but, but then also I was just like, if he does a good, if his charity does good work, I don't want to take money away from the kids. Okay, so what what's what charity? It's um basically works with young black people, but also I think he's expanded it to like just generally working class kids. And I'm not being funny, but I specifically donated to support young working class black kids get into uni, um, and with A levels and UCAS. Um, he's creating a STEM pipeline. Yeah, basically a STEM pipeline, which is a really good thing, and. I, it's a great thing but then also his ideology means that I don't know how he's doing it and I can't trust that how he's doing it is in a way that's like like what is he teaching these kids oh, will somebody guess, please guess, think about the children I guess yeah he's, I just he's, he's, he's <laughs> supportive him 
Who's supporting you? The Spectator, Spiked, and the Telegraph. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm just, like, I can't really... see that you're wrong. It's just from that. I can't. I feel like I need to stop that. I didn't, I hadn't researched him enough. I knew that he was kind of in, um, what's happened to all those old Caribbean men? Like Tony Sewell, um, Trevor, Trevor Phillips. Phillips. They just all went tapped. What's wrong with um, Trevor McDonald? What's wrong with them? What happened to Trevor? Oh, oh, what happened to Trevor? What did he do? In that documentary about Jamaica. I don't know. Was it bad? Yeah. Oh. The full-blown smallie hater. This is Trevor McDonald. But, um, Tunde, did you see the report? I, I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, thoughts. Um, I'm, again, disappointing but not surprised. Mm. Like, I feel like it's a, it's just a common theme, right? You, you saw who was on it going into it. You know their opinions already about um, diversity and inclusion, about racial equity. Um, about systemic racism. It's highly unlikely that people with those biases already weren't going to write from the perspective of the biases they already held. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what was important, and again, I was really glad to not be on social media during those days, because it is very easy when you're surrounded by it and everyone's retweeting and everyone's adding their own two thoughts about, oh, what a waste of time, da, 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 this is bad news, doom and gloom, to get lost in that. I think what's important is to recognize that the work in this space was never going to be one that is a popular message, is never going to be one that would have a particularly particularly wide support widespread support just off the jump it was always going to be hard it was always going to be work so the main thing that I think people who are already doing this work need to take from it is a confirmation that those in this government don't actually they're not they're not on side so it gives you it gives you almost that out to be like I don't need to put as much of my effort into maybe convincing people who I thought could have been on on the fence you know they're now not on the fence mm-hmm. so instead put continue to do the good work you're doing because you can see the impact it's making in the lives of people from all of these various disadvantaged groups right whether it's racial inequity whether it's um, uh, class and society and socioeconomic inequities right all of these things the work is still needed it's never stopped being needed regardless of what this report said so keep keep your heads up heads up and we keep we keep marching them i can't (laughs) i'm just done yeah i agree i just um it's not surprising as soon they said they always reel out like that standard person that they can count on to to spout whatever toxic view they want to at that particular time so Tony Seal was the guy tomorrow it'll be someone else it's not really surprising um I feel I feel like it needs to be publicly challenged um and I know that um like Lord Willie for instance who's Simon Willie 
Yeah. Operation Blackberry guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, he's one Caribbean faithful who's yeah, kept. Yeah. I was going to say yeah, he's an example. Example. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think it needs to be challenged publicly. I think it's important that the public see that this is not the opinion of the vast majority of black people in this country. Um, but like. What, what yeah, I, well, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, no, it's not going to make a difference, but I just think it's important that we don't just like... On the record. Yeah, on the record, just for the record, for the history books, so our kids can go back and be like it wasn't universally agreed. I think the interesting thing they did was they tried to pit Caribbeans and Africans against each other. Yeah. Um, That was interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about Caribbean attainment. So one thing that's interesting is the median wealth of Caribbeans in this country is higher than that of... Africans, which isn't something that's popularly seen or known about. I don't think I even knew that. I didn't even I didn't think that was the case, but apparently it is, which which makes sense because we've been here longer. Correct. And had more time to build generational wealth. Like we haven't been here massively longer, like but still 20 years, maybe on as an average day, probably like 20 years longer, right? Yeah. 20, 30 years longer. So so yeah. Um so there's that and and they tried to they they but, but yeah the report almost suggested that you know like the opposite which isn't true um but educationally there is a, a attainment gap between Afri- africans and caribbeans um and i've shared like a couple of my views on that before um which i, I won't go into now but i think um yeah they try to do that which is which is which is just very sinister actually especially for tony seal as a caribbean person to do that i was just like what are you okay like He's tapped, man. He's very tapped. He's not a man that can be helped. I know he's not married to a black woman. Um, Let's check. Please don't let me be wrong. No, some of these old Caribbean... Some of these old Caribbean are actually. And yeah, yeah, they just have um, toxic wives. (laughs) Let me see. Tony Sewell's wife. His wife's not... His wife... I think... think His wife, Adele. So we can't be sure. I think a little bit, a little bit about this as well is also this myth of the model minority that I think needs to be tackled more frequently, right? Because the the idea that yes, the proof that there isn't a problem with a system is the fact that some people make it through the system is is it's illogical, right? There is no such thing as a perfect system. There are always going to be external factors that mean that certain people still have uh, enough external factors that allow them to overcome the 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 disadvantage they were put at by uh, as a result of this of the system itself right so whether that is uh, the socioeconomic background right for i don't know maybe for these uh for for the students who are excelling more like they have uh more wealth behind them in the first place maybe they have parents who themselves have been to university maybe they have uh i don't know what else can support it maybe they just have uh parents who are in uh different industries different careers who which enable them to create these networks right all of these extra things can come into it right particularly when you think about education and they were talking about uh like the 11 plus attainment and how that feeds into gcse and a level results right if you have the ability to uh get private tuition that's going to have an impact on your ability on the 11 plus tests that's going to have an ability on your uh 
uh, SATs and secondary transfer tests, if they still do those. Mm-hmm. And thus, that will put you at a, it'll put you at a higher starting position or further forward starting position than those who didn't have those means. Uh, you can't you can't look at any of these factors, whether that's race, uh, gender, socioeconomic status, all of that. You can't look at any of them in isolation. So if you're going to talk about education and the outcomes that come there, you need to look at the, the mm-hmm. intersection with with class and socioeconomic background. I was wrong about Tony Sewell. His wife is black. I was going to say she is black. Yeah, I take it back. I mean. I was gonna say um Pappy? No? No, I don't know. It means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> but this is but this is but you know what this is the, this is the other thing. I think um like there mm, this might be controversial. I think there is room for black conservatives in yeah. the sense that I think you can be a black conservative and actually like care about your community. And when I say conservative, I mean with a small C. I don't mean conservative party, but I mean like so in America. <laughs> because in America there are black people who who are conservative in their um you mean like in like no I'm not talking about Amorosa and them, them kind of fools. Them. I'm talking about um some for example, some of the there's a, there's a couple of people I follow on Twitter who are conservative in terms of their beliefs about economic policy or conservative in terms of certain social values, whatever. Who, in terms of economic policy, what do you mean like as in they're not socialist leaning, they're not they're libertarian or they're more they're capital like they're pro-capitalism I, or whatever i'm saying i believe that you can be conservative be pro-capitalism and and pro-black at the same time mm, yeah i technically feel like you can not that i think i think capitalism in, in a general sense it clearly is not the best it's not well it's not working well is it we can all see that but i mean in terms of the fact that I think it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think necessarily just because you are conservative with a small C that you have to be like, quote unquote, a sellout. Because I feel like you can believe in structural racism and can believe in all those things and still feel that the solution, quote unquote, might be like, if essentially someone like Beyonce, like, though you might not want to say it, Beyonce is essentially like, she's a billionaire. Do you know what I mean? Beyonce and Jay Z are billionaires. They are not socialists. Let's not get it twisted. People are like because there's a difference between being a socialist and like, I don't think capitalism is necessarily left and right. I feel issue. like by being a billionaire, by default, you've bought into capitalism on steroids. No, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. You, no, you, I'm saying you're a capitalist, but what I mean is, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess but, you're right. Beyonce I feel like that's is, the Beyonce biggest. Is pro, Beyonce is pro capitalist in the biggest way. Black. That's true. That in the true. biggest way. No one could tell me that. Because yeah, no people, say that you can't Beyonce add like someone like Beyonce is, is, is more beneficial to black people. But then a, then a, no, but yeah, I know, but I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Listen, listen to me. A small C conservative. I'm not talking about the Tory party in this country. I don't feel like you can be part of the Tory party in this country and be, I just think it's, they're just, and obviously, especially at this reiteration of the Tory party, I don't think it's possible. What I'm saying is there are people who are conservative with a small C in America. There's for some, some reason in England, it never happens that way. Who, who still are quite, um, who are quite pro-black but in england i've just never seen it like i've never seen or something um see something like they're not big names people like someone like anthony bradley like i follow on twitter or even someone like kind of later colin colin powell 
I'm not actually that's not no let me he's not pro black I'm not even gonna go that's crazy but I'm just saying he's not he's not like he's not like a Tony Stewart type of person he's not coming out and saying things like structural racism doesn't exist do you see what I'm saying like mm. it's possible to have a more conservative in terms of like your political leanings and not be a complete denier of structural racism like you can actually believe in the whole thing of structural racism and then still be like but actually I don't I believe in small government it's not impossible so I just don't understand why they insist on being when you say so anti-black do you see what I'm saying like it's why why I mean obviously there's a correlation between those things hence why the the majority of people who are those things also tend to be quite anti-black but it's not necessary but and in America there are a few people who seem to be able to do that but like even if you look at some, and I, I'm saying sometimes people think that because someone's pro-black, they're automatically like so, liberal. Sorry, but if that, you look at people's actual um, belief systems or their rhetoric, or even look at Jay Z, Jay Z is not. Jay Z is con- like I'm he's, sorry, he's, he's a concert, he's, yeah, he literally is. Like you cannot yeah, be a true. billionaire and not be. Well, but but that's the thing. Most of these, but most of these hip hop artists are therefore basically conservative. Most yeah. of our favorite entertainers are basically. Like they may pretend to be lefty woke, but really like they're just yeah. Let's not get it twisted. Like people like Cam- like Joe Biden is not. I know Joe Biden. No, we're not talking about. We're not talking about no, but I'm saying the people that there there are there are lots of people in America who were like anti like the the celebrity like the people who were anti Bernie Sanders effectively, anti Bernie Sanders, anti AOC, anti um like who like black people. Yeah, maybe not not very vocally, but definitely in a I and you can hear the undertones of it in a very quiet way. They were they're more for the conservative wing of the Democrat Party, right. who essentially are, if you put them in England, small they're small C conservatives, aren't they? Like, let's be honest, in terms of their policy, they are. If you don't believe in free health national healthcare system, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not in my books, you're not a progressive or a liberal, like that's like basics. Mm. So I'm just saying it's possible to do that and still, and, and you can go into it and say that, well, actually essentially to be a capitalist is to be anti-black. Okay, fine. But I'm saying in, not in that kind of big theoretical way, it's possible to not have these very obviously anti-black talking points and still have a more conservative bent. But in England, for some reason, they just, I've never seen anyone do it. And I'm just interested in what it is about, about being black in Britain that means that that never happens is it because there's not enough of us I don't know mm. this is yeah it's interesting I'm just looking I'm looking down his his timeline this Anthony um Anthony Anthony yeah. Bradley guy I wouldn't say I necessarily I don't agree with a lot of this I, I think he's a lot of whack stuff like because literally I, the first, one of the first things I saw he said he's talking about chess and he basically said like ah oh, don't like your kids learning chess is better than basketball philanthropy more urban chess clubs less emphasis on urban youth sports delayed gratification is better than immediate gratification because basically there was a new paper that said learning chess lowers risk aversion and timing consistency and boosts math scores so that's not something i'd agree with but you know whatever what i'm saying is when you look at it like he consistently calls out racism and he consistently calls that racism in the church, but he's also, yeah, but no, but I'm saying, but politically, he's not, he's, he is not trying to, yeah, and he's not trying to get in white people's good books. 
That's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't. He's not trying to. He he he's a libertarian. He believes in that whatever which I don't agree with. But I'm saying he doesn't spend his time trying to suck up to white people. White people don't like him. White people. A lot of white people don't like him. Whereas people like Tony Sewell, it's like their whole existence is to just get white people to like them. Thoughts, Tunde? I unfortunately I fully agree with Nessie. Like mm. there, yeah, there's there's definitely it's definitely possible to have conservative views and feel like, okay, I don't want um, the government to be intervening in everything, right? So there, whether, whether we like it or not, there are benefits to certain elements of our overall system um, um, being run privately, right? There are elements where technically, the private sector can do it better because if their focus is on profit and um, success, they will be ruthless in taking the decisions and you can end up with better outcomes there. I personally don't agree with that, to be honest, personally, but it's possible to have those thoughts but still recognise that part of the reason is that the, the the system as it is designed at the moment is designed to disadvantage black and uh, minority children, right? Or people. So the idea of having more black CEOs or having more black run private schools, right? That's, that's an example of the, the conservative view. You don't need the government to do it, but what you want to do is rebalance rebalance the the scales so that there's there's more deliberately supporting us than there is deliberately holding us back definitely possible to do we don't do we don't have it very often here but i think that's also because everything in this country is leaned and geared towards subtlety right it's about not talking about things because in criticizing the system is seen as criticizing the country Criticizing the country is seen as the absolute greatest of sins you can do at the moment, right? There is no critical theory or critical thinking around what we're doing. As, as bad as America is, right, we still have an accepted narrative of the things that Christopher Columbus did in his uh, discoveries. Well, good. And there's people actively challenging it. Right. It took us an extra, I think it was 20 years from America's first Black History Month for it to come over here. Right. We're just not very good at critiquing British figures, British history and the British system, because if you do that, you have to separate the idea that Britain is great. And as a result, by being British, you are great, which is what you've been what's been ingrained and instilled in all of our history lessons, all of our education system, the idea that look at how great we are as a nation because we are British, right? And as soon as you have to start dismantling that and taking that apart, there's a lot of people whose entire identity, whether that's political or personal, is ingrained in the fact that they are British. And if you start to dismantle the idea of Britishness being inherently good, they don't know where they stand, who they are, their definition and well, Vu suddenly disappears. Uh, 
And I think that's why we don't actually have it as much in this country. But I agree that we should. You're not agreeing that we should have more. No, well, so I'm, this, I'm not. This, I'm not. This... I'm not saying that I want more. Black I'm saying, but if you are going to be conservative with a small C, then at least be invested in, like, don't be a racism denier. I just feel like. But that's what. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's the point. I don't think you you can't fully acknowledge the global structure of racism without also critiquing being, capitalism you can't i i don't know about that i just you can't mm, i don't think so you, you can't <laughs> i think it, like i'm not saying that communism is the best system i'm not even saying that i'm saying capitalism as it is doesn't work for black people it's not working it works for one percent that's cool Which no one? but i think on a very superficial level you can like i un- i agree that if you're if you're well read enough and you're looking then you probably can't but i'm saying on a very superficial level your argument and and especially some of the kind of um i would say people like killer mike i'm not you mean, i mean we're not trying to like say that killer mike's you know modeling everything like, but i'm saying someone like killer mike is the kind of person who who um is very much about like black people self having self-determination mm-hmm. like having their own schools having their own stuff blah blah blah, blah. he's probably somebody who that's what I'm saying. And I, I think you're right that I think if you look at it, if you if you look at it deeply enough, yeah, you can't be because essentially like capitalism, part like part of capitalism is struck is the whole thing comes together. Like it's all it's all one big thing that's that even especially in America, like slavery, like a, everything is tied in with capitalism, it's to do with race as well. But on a superficial level, there is actually no reason why Tony Sewell couldn't also be conservative with a small C and still be like structural racism exists. There's, there's actually yeah, no, no reason why he couldn't. That's, that's true. So he's just deliberately chosen at to be least a coon. At some stage, you should acknowledge that racism. Like, like he's just know. chosen to be, an, he's just for some particular reason chosen that he wants to. Well, because it gets to, it to in favor with Boris Johnson's bum. And I just, I don't it know. Why. In favor, it comes in favor with white people. Some people just don't care about what the black community thinks about them. And that's just, if you don't care, then that's fine. I can't imagine not being, um, I can't imagine not care. Well, do I care what a mass of black people think about me? I do. Mm, like, I don't know if I, I do. do. I think I do. Like for me, especially for the things that I'm doing, like if 95% of black people didn't like this podcast, I'd be thinking, hmm. Yeah, it would, that's, a, that's a, the thing. It would make me question it. Like it would just make I'm me question it. I'm not doing things it. for people's approval, but if if all the people that I'm doing something for don't like it, I think, hmm. So that's the thing. Are you doing it for? No, I think that's a difference. Like, with no, but, your, but, but you're saying you're doing it for. I, I don't know if Tony Tony Sewell would probably. What does he say? He's doing it for black people. I don't know. He's doing it for black kids. Like he's doing it for. He's he's saying he's doing all the stuff he would say for black people. But I'm saying if the majority of black people, because majority of black, like ninety five percent black people aren't stupid. So, but that's it, and that's but that's the arrogance of people like Tony Sewell. They genuinely think that they like they are, and, and and that's also a white thing. That's also a thing. Why like the the model even not even a model minority but the model minority within a minority group like the good blacks like tony Sewell generally thinks he's a good black um and that all the rest of the blacks we're just stupid we're just vic- we're just subscribing to victimhood and we're just not switched on enough to get to get it which is just incredibly arrogant to think that you like out of all the black people in the world you and three other black people are correct and the rest of us are wrong is that nonsense? She joined OnlyFans the second she turned 18 and made $1 million in six hours. 
Like, what am I, what am I doing in my life? What, not being on OnlyFans? I just, so, so, do you know how much money I made last month, my paycheck? <laughs> it really breaks my heart. Like, I'm not, capitalism isn't working for me, basically. See, this, this. Because I'm part, I'm part of the worker class. I'm selling my labor. This, this I because, because I have said, I have said to the missus that realistically I should be on OnlyFans because it's just, <laughs> it feels easier. It's just, it's so much. And the thing is, not to be arrogant, but I feel like I can make a coin on OnlyFans. Like I, I feel like I the energy. I can make, I can make a coin on OnlyFans. Like if I marketed myself properly, on the sheer basis of the fact that I have very symmetrical toes. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's forget the rest of my body. <laughs> like, my toes, my toes is symmetrical. You put, you can put a mirror in there. Like, like, you would just see. And I've seriously considered whether this is wrong for me to do that. Like, is it wrong for me to? I've talked about this in the podcast before. Is it wrong for me to do a toes only fans page? Nope. Because there's an audience for it. But I know they're doing it for their they're being weird with my toes. Absolutely. Yeah. You you have to be you have to be ready for that. And that's and a problem. Acknowledge that that is what is happening. And that's with a your problem. Media. But if if you're there like, yo, money I can make. Make money I can make. Honestly, if worse comes to worse, you, you guys are gonna be seeing these feet on OnlyFans. She said she made one point one million. In six hours. In know? six hours. Don't you think that's tap though for those guys? Tap. I was saying, I was saying, Harry, I was just saying that the the reason why they're doing it is for me linked to pedophilia because they've been sexualizing her before. However, it is now legitimized legit. because they can turn around and say, well, actually, she's 18. It's not illegal. Like to me, the whole category of barely legal as a point pedophilia should be scrapped. <laughs> The schoolgirl thing should be scrapped. Yeah, the schoolgirl thing is um, it's all tapped. It's tapped. It's all mad. <laughs> like, why don't you want someone your age? What is it about? But okay, wrong, okay. But... So, is it wrong to have a fetish for like wanting your partner to dress up as like a schoolgirl? Yeah. So, yeah. I, so is, it, is that wrong? Person, person. I don't. Lead, the thing is, I wouldn't necessarily lead. say that person is a is like pedophile, but I think they should just be careful because I think it's a very, it's very pedophile adjacent because <laughs> pedophile what, adjacent. you know what I'm saying. I don't like. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't want to say with conviction that is. I wouldn't because I think it's wrong. But that's but, me. Because everyone. Okay, not everybody. Some people have kinks or fetishes or whatever that are kind of, like for example, some people have rape fantasies. Okay. Like some women have. I think that's tapped. Some women have rape fantasies. Um, so they do you think that's tapped? Yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> some people have rape fantasies. Some people have like there's like people have which they would never, but they never want to perform that in a real in a reality situation. Like it's like a so, but but obviously having a fantasy about a child and having a fantasy about an adult woman dressed as a schoolgirl is there a dif- is there a difference? Is there an overlap? No, I've said say that that's what I'm saying. I think we're saying there's a difference, but it seems like there's an overlap. Mm. Or there potentially is. It's it's linked. It's linked. I think there's a but but here's it. Yeah. But, but there's definitely a thing about men liking 
just in general liking young women and is that in a sense a natural thing about fertility and just from a bio biological yeah, standpoint I don't know what if, if, if she would say this but i feel like i'm more attracted to older i think older women is, is the wave bruv i think older women, to be honest I've, my, always, um, I've always been a thing i've always been on the thing of older women like i just i've always my boyfriend thought, says like, that as well that he prefers older bruv, women. like like now as someone who's like 28 like someone who's like 40 40 ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm really, like a forty-year-old. What, like a, you mean, like near, near long? Near long like listen, near long. Oh, listen. You can't, don't even, because that is a whole category. Like that in Ooh. itself, that's 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 a that's a tier. That is a tier of one. fine women. That's All the right. one to me. Taraji, uh, near long. All all of the all of the women from the nineties movies. Still, Gabrielle Union. Listen, listen, See, Halle like Berry. Like, yeah. Listen, like you see, like someone like Zara Shahidi. How old is Zara Shahidi? She's she's Yara, Yara Shahidi. Yara, sorry. She comes across as like little sister, kind of like, oh, that's just someone's, yeah, you know I'm saying just a younger. I don't know how she is. She might be like 22, but she, I just, that's not really, I don't know. I, I just feel like under, I just feel like under, yeah, you're, you're looking, you're looking at it and you're like, hey, yo, 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 my size, my size. Yeah, I, like I remember there's a girl like this. Instagram, and I was like, oh, she, and I was finding her age. I was like, mm. it's like 21, like, young. yeah, to be honest, I feel like anyone, any man in their 30s who's checking for like an 18 year old, this. oh, 18 year old, I just, I really like Skeptical. that, but it's, 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 it's tricky because we've put an age on it. The reason I say it's tricky, because when you put a hardcore age on it, it's like, well, 18 upwards is fine. But so what if I was to bump into them at 17? It's like, but I'm turning 18 in like five yeah, well, days. Yeah, well, kind so of cool. also, yeah, because you know the law. No, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that's right, but I'm saying just in a man, like in, in someone's mind, I just don't really feel like oh, I think so you should be I'm more saying, so, to, to check for somebody. Yeah, so what I'm saying age. is what I'm saying is it's legal at 18, but it's disgusting to Nezzy. <laughs> It's legal, but it ain't right. It's legal, but it ain't right. It ain't right. So <laughs> if a man came to me and told me that his ex-girlfriend was 18, I'm not dating you because you're legal, but you ain't right. Mm. And like that. that's it. Like that like Paul Walker done. Didn't Paul Walker date someone mad young? You know the guy from Fast and Furious? Like he died young and everyone's like, oh, so sad. But I said, this guy's kind of a bit of a... There's a thing a about lost, men, about, about um what men see as attractive in women being kind of like... Mm, just post just about post pubescent um and i feel like porn definitely does that because in porn there is literally like once you hit what like 30 yeah, you're, you're pretty mature. much you're, you're, mature. You, you're mature and there's something very disgusting about that and yeah like I, there's definitely thing and even the whole not being like being hairless and it's just all it's all a bit weird. Yeah, so so this Paul Walker dude, I, I was thinking, oh, I was speaking into the dead, but he started dating this girl when she was 16. That's wrong, isn't it? Of course it's wrong. He was like 33. She was 16. That's, what be, you, that's wrong. What do I have to talk to? You know, I don't have no... Bro, I'm thinking of a 16-year-old now. What have I got to say to you? I literally had a conversation the other day with uh, one of the teens from my church. 
No offense to the kids, because no like, offense to them, but like, like we we could chat. It's genu- genuinely to have an hour long conversation with a sixteen year old. I would find incredibly difficult. Like, I, okay, no, I'm not even saying I could, that. I could talk. You could, we could talk, but like in a relationship sense. No, that's what I'm saying. What like, not I. I could talk to a group of teenagers life. and chit chat, <laughs> like, and come down to their level and chit chat. Like, I don't yes, mean an offensive way. Coming down to, a- down to your level and chit chat, I could do that, like in a youth group or something. But for me to be in a relationship as potential with a 16 year old, even a 20 year old, if I if a 20 year old guy was interested in me, I'd be like, would you talk about sweetheart, I'm old enough to be your um actually I'm not old enough to be your mom, but I'm old enough to to be your I'm your big sister. Like I'm definitely not someone that you should be checking for. Okay, but here's 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 the thing though, Tunde. If you if you were like 19, 20 and you had a chance to date like a 35 year old woman, would you do it? Not necessarily to marry them, but just to date them. It probably would be a status thing. Mm. Just like, to say you yeah, had it. <laughs> yeah, to be able to talk, talk to your boys and be like, listen. Say, yeah, yeah, I date, I'm dating this fake, yeah. You know what I mean? My, my source level's clearly on the level one. <laughs> it's in the stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, look, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm different. These girls are age, yeah, they don't. Don't think like me. I'm not sure thinking like, like you. That. Yeah, mean, that's the thing. I think I would as well. I think I'd be like, it would be a status thing. But I just, I don't think. I don't think I could even date a forty-year-old man. At the age of nah, I think it. I think mm, if you're, four, I think no. forty to thirty is different. And I think men are. I think men are. Men are mature. Much, I just stand by that. Men, men don't. When I say men mature, men are socialized to mature more slowly than women. And so I think. So surely at forty, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying even 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 then, I would still feel there's just it's not even too mature. Like I might be more emotionally mature than him or anything. It's just that age. It's like different life stages, different cultural frames of reference. Like, do you know what Teletubbies were? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my I... gosh! Well, I'm just thinking, like, say if I'm 28 now and I'm dating a 16 year old. They don't know, like, there's bare stuff. They just, they just and the thimbles. If you say Kaisha the Sket to a 16 year old, it means absolutely nothing. Keisha. They don't know. Keisha the Sket. They don't know Powell. They don't know it. They were literally. They don't know Marisha. They don't know Sister Sister. They don't even know Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Do you know what? All those means are like, if they don't know that she's too young for you, bro, they're actually completely correct. If someone doesn't know certain things, nah. So it's just like, for example, with a 40 year old, that's that's not even that it's bad, okay. but there's still it's still even in terms of the music you were listening to when I was a teenager, the music I'm listening to, two completely different, and that's okay. Like Peter Collins, real life. Like <laughs> Peter Collins, your real contemporaries life are like SWV. Mm, yeah, and I, I love. Can you stand? So you had to discover. I mean, dis- that's not SWV. I love Week, but that's not you had like to discover it rather than it being yeah. Around in your it wasn't around in my time like that. It's just sort of, it's just about, yeah, it's the, it's the emotional maturity and stuff like that. It's just not, it doesn't make sense. Like you're talking to some, like imagine Paul Walker is talking to someone and if it's the English equivalent, they're talking about their GCSEs with him. Oh, <laughs> That's absolutely God. taps. Talking to a fake, can you believe it? You're That's 33, you're talking to someone about their GCSEs like, and what I'm... they might study at A-level. You're trying to help them pick their, <laughs> pick their, their economics. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're 
they're trying to get they're getting the little grid out and they're telling them what their options are. Helping them write their personal statement. Helping them write their no, personal no, no, statement. Listen, listen, I can I can meet you anyway. I've still got my oyster, you know. <laughs> can you imagine? You know what I mean? It's still free. They can still hey. use their um 16 and under discount at places. Wow. To get you guys discounts. That's not okay. No, that's wild. That's, ab- that's <laughs> absolutely bad. Yeah, you shouldn't be dating somebody. Listen, the, the most age I had is that I still had an under 25 rail card and I was dating somebody who couldn't get an under 25 rail card. Hmm? Wait, what? you could get the 25? Yeah. You could, you could get the old and they could. Oh, okay. They couldn't. They were older. That could be a difference of one year. Exactly. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, that's ridiculous. But that should that be like a... That, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But like, okay. it shouldn't be a situation where like... <laughs> it shouldn't be a situation like you guys should... If one of you, if one of you can get a student discount... Oh, no, As in, no, 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 if, no. Okay, if one of you can get an under twenty one discount, then your person you're with should be able to get uh twenty five, sixteen twenty five real card, sixteen twenty five real card. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you got it, under twenty one discount, the other person should be able to at least get a, a sixteen twenty five. Actually, real card. no, it doesn't work because what if it's the twelve is twenty four and the other person is seventeen? That's still not right. It's still, yeah, still tapped. <laughs> it's still tapped. Basically, date your age mates. Your age mates. <laughs> or if you're a guy, you know if you're under, about? no, I'm sorry. Past certain ages, like you, you can do what you want. Like if you're yeah. thirty, you can date. Uh, you know, you can date above that, whatever you want. But I just feel like when I you're in your, I think, I think it's a life, it's a life stage thing. So it's a life stage. stage yeah, date, 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 date your life stage. Uh, relatively, yeah. I mean, they could have just left uni and you're still in uni, fine. But it can't be a thing of like. All their friends are having their first their first kids, and you're picking your options. That's, <laughs> that's not okay. Well, actually, it, well. Oh, okay. Fair, I can't that, for that the same time. Around, like, okay, forget it. I don't know. What, I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but no, everyone knows what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I just think that's. Yeah, but basically, back to it. The school we managed to get from OnlyFans, but I, yeah, I, I just think any man that that got hold of Daniel Bregoli's OnlyFans, unless I feel like unless you're um. Unless, unless, you're, another, unless you're an age mate Unless you're an 18 year old 20, 19 20 year old Then you're, you're I think 21 is the limit Anything above 21 That's tapped man Sorry You should just leave You should leave that. Because I'm just like There's so many other people bro In this world Who are your age mates Wow I was just about to body shame her And I'm not gonna do that Oh my god The cash me outside girl you know I'm And she's made 1.1 million In, in six hours Six hours This is why I said my ent- I'm revaluating my entire life Because Bro, six, no, bro, think about that. Six hours. Do you know how short of, drug lords don't make that kind of money in six hours. Why would we use drug lords? No, because I'm saying like, even if you just think about the things that would make the most money, bro, I bet even Jeff Bezos is looking at her like, rah. (laughs) Jeff Bezos is about to see one on OnlyFans. (laughs) Amazon on OnlyFans. Yeah, trust me, like. Just him unwrapping packages like in a noodle or something. Like, it's what? Do you know what? There's, but the, uh, I feel like there's lots of people who start on OnlyFans who would have a strong fan base that I would be completely baffled at. Yeah, there's plenty of celebrities who've done it. There were, I can't remember who it was. One of the celebrities, um, one of the celebrities started on OnlyFans when all they did was drop their, um, drop the pictures that they post on Instagram. People are fuming. Wait, yeah. what? That's sick. I respect time. that. I respect it. Okay, Cardi B has one. Bella Fawn. I don't really know who that is, to be honest. Oh, she was she was a former Disney star. Um, She's the one that she, her, her, knees were her, her one actually caused a lot of anger. She was one of the first celebrities to set up their OnlyFans. 
and uh, content creators on there were furious that she did. And she made she made similar numbers, I think, when she set it up, because they were like, listen, this isn't for you. This is a space where those of us who don't have the following already, who don't have the way, the means to make a million dollars any other way, we don't need you to come on here and start undercutting us. And I was like, I mean, unfortunately. Michael B. Jordan. Who? Michael B. Jordan. He has an OnlyFans. Yeah. Things, but Michael B. Jordan has a weak chin. And on that note, <laughs> this has been something. <laughs> I'm just saying because <laughs> I just don't understand the hype around Michael B. Jordan. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't I think he's, I believe it's because he is a sexually attractive black man. No, but I'm saying he's not to me, he's not a particularly sexually attractive black man. Like he looks like Steve Harvey, a younger version of Steve Harvey. Yeah. Do you know? But do you know? I think I think some of these celebrities, you're right. Like they're not as necessary as good looking. Okay, this is me personally. This is my personal opinion. I think someone like Boris, like Boris Kodjo, or like um, someone like what's bald bald heads? Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut. Oh, they are Morris. objectively like fan. They are very very good looking men. Like, and it's not like they're just an average guy you found out on the street. Whereas I feel like Michael B. Jordan. Not saying he's he's not clapped, but I'm just saying he's like he's a, he's more average ish, and he cleans up well. But I feel like he's not, if you saw him walking down the street, you would have been like, oh my goodness, in the same way that you would be when you saw like Morris Chestnut. Like, I might even be like, if I saw Morris like, rah, that guy's good looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, like, Michael B. Jordan is just, he just seems like a. I think it's just for me, you know what? I'm just being a hater. I'm sorry, Michael B. I just don't like his vibe. That's all it is. I don't it mean was, to... It was that white, it was that, and, and you know what it is? It was that, it was that white it was, thing. It was the white girls it, it on the boat. Really. It was the white girls on the boat thing that flipped everything for me. Actually, I'm looking at him again. He's okay. He's okay. I just, nah, there's, there's better, I've seen better looking guys. I'm trying not life. to body shame people in any way. So I'm trying not to just, call, I generally, I'm trying to do this thing where I don't comment on people's appearances. Obviously I just failed, but I feel like with men, I can do it because men, it's men. Men are trash. Not because men are trash, but it's men. It's whatever. But with women, I'm trying to just like not because there's too Steve much. Harvey... Oh, I guess I can't ask you that. Too much emphasis. Steve Harvey, good looking man. <laughs> he's Steve he has white. a lot of teeth. Steve Harvey is not an unattractive person. I mean, he's just out of my age range. Why is it, I don't consider why do the black people look so good, bald headed, and, and white men don't look the same. What is that? I don't and know. That's not true. Prince William was voted the most <laughs> bald man in the world. Okay, right. do you know what? We can do this to end this podcast. Who, who, Okay, you guys can say who's the most attractive bald woman, and I'll tell you the most attractive bald man. Oh, the most attractive bald woman is uh, what's her name? She played a Koye. Uh, oh, Denai Garo. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Who that is Denai Garo. Can you? Someone spell it for me. D A N A I. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I believe it's Denai Guerrero. Guerrero. Okay. D N A Guerrero. Okay, wait. She ain't bold. Oh, she's bold there. Bro, like most she, of the pictures she, are bold. She rocks it, bro. And I've been bald after it. No, okay, I got it. I think I've seen better looking bald black women though. She's good looking, definitely. Lapita's good. Is good bold or low? As a thing, most black women that's, are, that's, are, are not bold. Yeah, bold. That's the difference. Yeah, if we're yeah. talking low cut. Okay, I say low cut. Mm. Yeah, low cut. But I mean, black women just, I think black a lot of black women generally just look good with short hair. Yeah, I think so. 
the best looking black bald man is Morris Chestnut. Yeah, I don't think that's even debatable. Um, I okay, I think Amber Rose is good looking. Amber Rose, she's all right. She's not an unattractive mm, woman. I just want to say she's, she's, not, she's not the best. Though. I would say she's, no, but she's not the best. But she's yeah, she's cool. Kanye West is just. But yeah, Prince William wouldn't make it to my list at all. But. Would Jason Statham make it to your list? Who? Jason Statham. Who's that? I'm the transporter. That dude. I'd have no idea what that is. Jason I think Statham. I think he's a good looking man. But to be honest, Jason Statham, absolutely not. I'm looking at him. Now. What? I find I find I find it odd. He's uh, not in even remotely attractive to me. I, I find oh. it odd that Dwayne looking at Prince Williams. Huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dwayne. Yeah, The Rock. He's not my type, but definitely, if you're if you're having a list of men who look good bald, he's definitely up there. Very weird. Like, who voted Prince? Like, who was in that poll? That was rigged for sure. It, I can tell you, there were only three people. Okay, who Trump. Voted in it. it was totally rigged. Two, two, <laughs> two of them. Two of them were in Kate and William's house. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> The thing is, he was when he was younger, he was actually a white looking chap. Yeah, it's just, I'll tell you what it is. It's when the racism. We do, we do racism the, um... I'm telling you, racism makes you. Mm, race, I feel like racism does age you. It makes you look. Honestly, white. I'm convinced. Not just racism, think, but just think of a think of a buff racist right now. I bet you can't do it. You're gonna say <laughs> you're gonna say pretty Patel. Oh no! I do believe we have that uh, uh, that evidence. Honestly, <laughs> no, but even, no, but, no, 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 but those things are pretty Patel. I realized that really it was just a bunch of taxpayers' money. I bet if I saw her in just in real life, normal things, so she doesn't count either. She was using like seventy-seven thousand money <laughs> <just> to, <laughs> to, to do her eyebrows. eyebrows. That's why she was fooling me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, apart, I don't think you can. I don't think you can name a buff racist. I can't name one. Katie Hopkins clapped. Nigel Farage clapped. It doesn't exist. So that's what I'm saying, guys. If you just invest in love, well, now I'm sounding like some hippie. Dude, if you just invest in love and like caring for mankind and stuff, like you're totally racket. But now, real talk, guys. Anyway, um, that's been Tales from the Plantation, volume 39. Uh, Instagram at Tales from the Plantation, Facebook Tales from the Plantation. Twitter at Plantation Tells. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other podcasts, places, things. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, email us at, at tellsplantation at gmail.com um, and continue the conversation at hashtag Tells from the Plantation. Volume 39. We are out. Bye. We are out. Like what from a spouse. That's the only way I can hear you.